lo que se ve no se pregunta. ¿Quién es la maestrada? ¿Quién es la maestrada? ¿Quién es la maestrada? ¿Quién es la maestrada? <risa> Hola chicas, bienvenidas a ¿Quién es la más? Mi nombre es Gigi. And I'm Braulia. And before we start, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It would help us immensely to get the word out about our little show here. We appreciate all the support. Today we're talking about la Más Draga, episode 5, titled La Más Juanga, which is a reference to Juan Gabriel. Really? I'm speaking to the audience. <laughs> to the one person. To that one person. <laughs> um, so, what are your general thoughts on this episode? I think usually when they do a tribute to one person it's a little hit or miss because some of the you know it depends on how much either research the girls have done or how much they already know about the person that they're needing to do and so that can either like it can go badly like if they don't If they don't really know much about the person, then it's not going to look... It's just going to look like them. And I think some of the girls faltered in that, in this episode. This I think even some of them said that they didn't really know much about him. They are from another generation. They're pretty young girls, right? Yeah, I think so. Relatively. I think, well, I think Sofia is actually the oldest, but she's like 30. 30 or 29, I think. She looks like the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, I agree. It's Sometimes it's harder when, and there's so few of them, so a lot of them are probably going to get it wrong. And I don't know if he ever had, I mean, I guess he had iconic outfits. I don't really know much about it myself. But, um... I think just the way that he, like, it was, like, an aesthetic. It wasn't, like, mm -hmm. one outfit that was. I mean, it's possible that they did. I just, yeah, I, just, yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, and and they all talked about that. Like, um, he wore, like, sequins, and he embellished a lot of his costumes and bright colors and fringe, which we saw from a lot of them, a lot of fringe. Mm -hmm. So there was definitely something there. I think, he, I don't know for what some reason, well, I know the reason, I guess, because all the opulence of it all it reminds me of Walter Mercado. And they <laughs> had like kind of similar hairstyles. So they probably went to the same hairdresser. <laughs> But I, I mean, Walter Mercado is like a whole nother level, I think. And Juan Gabriel was still that, but it was just a little bit more tamed, I think, from what I've seen. Again, I don't really know much about Juan Gabriel. But, yeah, I thought this um, episode had... It was a bit long. I think it just seemed a little long. Um, I do like that they had more things that they had the girls do. As far as, like, kind of like the mini challenges stuff that they threw in there. Yeah. So we had more more content. So I think, I, I, for some reason, I feel like they're still trying to find the... the Balance. The balance and the way it's structured. Yeah. Because right now, some episodes are 40 minutes or some 45, and then some episodes are an hour. Some are even more than an hour. So I think they need to just find that, that, like, that right um, amount of time so it can just flow easier. But they're still, I yeah. think they're still trying to find that. All right, so let's get into it. This week, Johnny Carmona tells the girls what they've already heard, but this time he keeps it short. He also surprises the contestants with a challenge where they are to dress one of the half-naked models as the legendary Frida Kahlo. To judge the challenge, 
he brings in the fashion stylist Huka. On top of this surprise challenge, the girls are to prepare an outfit that honors the late Mexican singer Juan Gabriel. The winner will be named La Mas Juanga. So, first, did you notice um, that Johnny was wearing the red rabbit ears? Yes, I did. I in actually put that on my notes. To me, in honor of Red Rabbit Duo, dearly departed Red in Rabbit. In honor of rigging the competition. <laughs> Maybe he felt it was his fault, so that's his way of doing tribute to them. I wonder if they gave him the ears. Or if he asked for them, or if he had another pair, or maybe they just had the same, like, fashion sense. Because sometimes, like you said, he, he would come in, like, and he always mm-hmm. comes in with some kind of fetish gear. <laughs> so, like, he just came from, like, a freaking, what's it called? Like, a bathhouse or something. <laughs> okay. I saw later in the episode, um, Guajardo was also wearing bunny ears, but hers were black. And made out of leather. I don't know. It's just a common thing. I don't know. (laughs) So, yes. um, We get a little bit of uh, another, like, Johnny Carmona talking, which he doesn't (laughs) really say anything. Yeah, this one was short. He just kind of presents Juan Gabriel and who he was. Um, He puts a whole bunch of titles on him. He says he's, like, singer, songwriter, composer, producer, philanthropist, dancer, and yeah, just he just kind of tells us a little bit about his legacy and kind of what he stood for. And he kind of um, just with his presence in the industry, in the Mexican entertain entertainment industry, he kind of broke down barriers of uh, machismo and toxic masculinity. Even even though like as far as I remember, he didn't speak a lot about like lgbt causes like he wasn't that open um in that sense and i know later on like in the challenge one of the girls amelia makes reference to something that's famous that he said and that's something that resonated with me um but i'll talk about it later once we get to the runway but yeah, I mean, he was very flamboyant, and I don't really know much about his demographic as far as who were his fans. I can see maybe similar to maybe like I can maybe compare him in my head with Liberace or something, where a lot of his fans may- maybe were women, even though, I mean, he was a gay man. So, yeah, I mean, that's the only comparison that I can, that I can make. Well, I mean... He- he was a gay man, but he was never out. So he was not out, yeah. I would think it would be women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, yeah, but what about, like, other closeted uh, gay men? Or did he have an LGBT following at all? Oh. It sounds like he did. Because he was, like, a cute um, guy when he was younger. And <laughs> you would think, like, the gay community would be drawn to that and then the songs were very like pop and at the same time like the fact that he wasn't out that could be a turnoff for gay fans uh i mean nowadays it's it's kind of weird because you even see like these people talking about certain for example like harry styles or like one of the other people from one direction which i don't know and the fans I've seen online, they've been, like, saying, oh, my gosh, you should come out, da 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 and all this stuff. But they're still into, they still support it. So it's not like people are. It's kind of like Ricky Martin, too. Like, I think he still had a gay following. It's just the fact that, he, I don't know, he also had, like, a larger female audience, which mm-hmm. made up most of his, his uh, audience. So I think he had both, but I think for sure it was mostly women. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then also this, I, I thought it was weird that he mentioned, well, not that he mentioned, but that they threw, that they gave him a, a, like a challenge, an extra challenge based on Frida Kahlo, which I'm like, that's weird. 
Frida Kahlo. Yeah, like how does that how does that go with the theme of the episode? Yeah, it was very weird. They should have done some kind of like singing thing or something to tie it in with it. Especially because it it, it seemed like it was important. Like they gave it a lot of time. So mm-hmm. it's not like one of those mini challenges on drag race where they are like a five minute you know, a five minute thing and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Um so what what did you think of this uh, challenge? I don't know if you want to talk about the results because I mean they were not really that great. It was just there wasn't a benefit or anything to it. Um, I mean Alexis is the one who ends up winning that. So um, I don't know if we explained it in so many words, but yeah. So they have they brought in like veneno clones <laughs> for them to make over. In like Frida Kahlo style, they gave them materials and stuff, and they just had to not even dress, just like decorate them with mm-hmm. with those materials. So it's like uh, paper flowers and patterned um, material that they. Some of them, like Hope Star, she kind of showed off her sewing skills and pulled some something off of that i mean overall like i just i thought it was cute but it was like n- not necessary and, and it didn't tie in with the rest of the challenge i did like that they got to show a different side and a and a, like more of their skills i guess as we were saying in the last episode where we wanted to see more of how they put together uh, looks and stuff but obviously this one didn't feed into the main challenge so it was kind of pointless because of that and yeah and I thought the judging was a little weird on this one too like I thought some other people made like I thought Sophia's look was pretty good too and but it's just I don't know just a wait for them to have fun with each other I guess (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was not that interesting. They should have made it shorter and gave them a time limit. They gave them an hour, which, what? Wow, what? That's not going to make it fun. If you want to make it fun for television, you got to, like, pressure them a little bit. No, they were like, oh, you can take your time, an hour, it'll be fine. And then the guys weren't even mic'd, so you can't even hear the interaction between them. Yeah. So I would have, and then what no I think it was a leg. No, the one that had veneno. I think it was Soro. Pretty Soro sure. had veneno. Oh, one of them. No, Any... Amelia. Amelia had veneno. Yeah. Yeah. She was saying how she was learning more things about him because they never really talked to him. <laughs> and again, one of those things where they're telling us stuff instead of showing us what yeah. the conversation is. It was just like, okay, you're telling us you're learning about it. Well, why don't they just mic him and have him tell his story or, you know, let's hear that interaction. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, it'll save them much more time from having to film these talking heads. It just show us the interactions. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I but... think it's the fact that they don't, I guess maybe they don't have access to that many mics and that's why they didn't. I mean, they have the the judges' mics. They could have done their... They're not going to let them use it. <laughs> That's for them. Um. So, yeah, it was just kind of pointless. And it wasn't really fun either. But it was interesting just because it was different from what we're used to. Yeah. yeah was... I, I just wish it would have tied into the main challenge as they did last up. Ep- was it the last episode, yeah, where they were doing... Um, last episode was when they all came. Oh, yeah, the girls came back and then they had to help them. Yes. Do so the that piñata. One. That one. How, I mean, they were actually constructing the looks that they were going to use. So, yeah, I wish, I just wish they were tied in better or come up with something more or make the whole episode a makeover episode. Yeah, that would have been fun. Like, yeah. have them make over these. Uh, these male models yeah. and see how they come out. Yeah. That would have been fun. Um, not based on Juanga, because I think that would have been a little harder. Mm-hmm. But at, at least just give them a makeover. Like an actual 
like you know yeah, take your time pretty, and pretty half assed. <laughs> yeah. Um. So after the challenge, well, who ends up winning? It was, it was Alexis, Alexis, right? I think she did the paint. She painted the skull and she took like she made details on it. And I don't think anybody did. Anybody do the uh, the um, what's it called? The unibrow. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> I know some of and them then, had an eye on their forehead, which I don't know. I guess that's uh, one of her paintings. I think it was Homestar who did uh, sunglasses, and the sunglasses had the unibrow on it. It was like a that was a sort oh of cute. yeah yeah yeah. But someone actually, that. I remember someone painted them on as well. But I think the worst one was Amelia's. I just didn't get it. She was trying to be like hipster Frida or something. She said, "Like what?" And he was wearing. He was ha- he had like a, uh, Halloween um, what's it called? Jack o' lantern like little um basket. I was like, oh, why? I didn't even notice that. But... <laughs> that makes no sense. I don't know. She's always trying to do something, and to me, it just never. And never kind of comes through. Yeah. But <laughs> I still wrote, I, we still don't know anything about Veneno. That's true. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, Huka to me, was such a bad host. He was just <laughs> like, okay, so tell me about this look. Like It was, like, the same it? question to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean... I guess because he hasn't been there, so he wanted to get to know them, and that way he knows how to judge them. But yeah, I don't, I don't think he's that great of a host. I don't think so either. They should have had him just not even talk. <laughs> just don't talk. Just point to the one that you want to win. <laughs> yeah, but anyways. Huka, and by the way, it sounded like they were saying hooker at some point. I was like, hooka. Hooker. Okay, so in the dressing room, some of the girls decide to separate themselves into two sides, while Guajardo, Amelia, and Soro cleanse their energy with an egg. And we also learn more details about the girls. Do we? <laughs> we do, a little bit. So, first, let's talk about how Sophia is kind of, like, over the energy of the other girls. And she kind of moves to the other side of the... She's been complaining about Guajardo specifically throughout the past few episodes. So, I can definitely understand now that there's two less to take the... There's only been two eliminated? Three. Okay, yeah. But I mean, like... I was going to say, we're on episode of five. Red Rabbit Duo left in the last one, so... That's two Technically, people. Technically, it's five. Yeah. Four. No, technically it's... No one left in the oh, first yeah, episode. Four. But... Oh, yeah, four. Um, but yeah, so Sophia moves to where Alexis and Hopestar are, and kind of creates a little rivalry between that side of the mirror and the other side of the mirror. <laughs> and we kind of see this when Sophia tries to bring up conversation and try, or try to make conversation with, I think, Guajardo specifically. She was trying to ask her. Which, by the way, Sophia is the producer of the season. She's asking every girl the questions that we <laughs> want to know. She's trying to make conversation. She's the only one trying to, like, actually make a show and all the girls are just like you said they're just right there but go that's on that's true and yeah but like Guajardo's not having it and she's not even paying attention to what she says and yeah I mean like you said she's the only one like making making an effort she and... needs to have a producer credit at the end <laughs> or just bring her back for the next season and have her be the producer <laughs> yeah that's true Eventually, Hobstar uh, starts making conversations with her. And I think they, they just talk about Huanga and his uh, trajectory and mirroring to what Johnny said earlier about how he broke barriers and, um, and all that. But um, yeah, not, there wasn't too many conversations i don't know you said that they we learned a little bit more but well i remember hope was um saying that she was called juanga in school because she was very feminine 
So I thought that was interesting how Juanga was used as a term Mm -hmm. um, to mean like homosexual or gay. Yeah. Or to be made fun of, like to point it out. So that's what I meant. Kids are creative, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. And um, I I don't remember like specific moments, but I remember like adults like talking about Juan Gabriel and stuff and kind of like snickering and people in our family and stuff. But I, yeah, I mean, like I don't remember specific instance, but I kind of remember like there was always that sort of um, let's laugh at the gay guy kind of thing. Uh-huh. I just remember our cousin. I don't remember any adults. Remember that one cousin who was... He would always bring... I don't know why. Um, But he would always bring up... Not always, but like... When he was acting up, he would just bring up Juan Gabriel. Or maybe it was one day or... But it just... I don't know. For some reason, I remember it. Call them out! <laughs> He was talking about Juan Gabriel, something, he's tiene la mano caída or something like oh. that. Oh, shit. I think that that's... Sounds, that sounds like our family. Yeah. I just remember something like that, but I, I don't specifically remember what was said. But anyways, and I didn't know what it meant back then. I right. literally didn't listen to Juan Gabriel or nothing, or to me, he was just whatever... Famous, I guess. See, that's another thing that I, oh, I don't, I don't know if it's because of our age and our generation, but that's another thing where, that's why I was asking, like, did he have a gay following? Because I'm thinking, if you yourself are gay or you think you're gay and you are not out, you do not want to broadcast that you're a fan of Juan Gabriel. Like, that's something because then that would put people on on your trail <laughs> and they're, they'll start to suspect you yeah they'll be peeking through the closet yeah exactly so yeah I mean that that'd be that that's just a whole interesting dynamic and and not like I'm blaming Juan Gabriel because he wasn't out because I, I think you're blaming him <laughs> No, um, it's more like, cause that, that was his generation. Like you just, even now, like people have a hard time coming out in the public or there's still people in the entertainment industry who are not out. Well, let's be honest. I mean, if somebody comes out, I think if they initially come out as gay or like they're just gay, I don't think it's that big of a deal because people would just know, but, and that's because, um, I feel like more of the the people behind the scenes are the the ones that try to keep mm. the stars closeted mm. because they want to make money off of them and you're going to sell more records to girls if you if they feel like they have a chance. You know? So, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of famous people don't come out. And for some reason it's easier or people don't care about the girls that come out like Miley Cyrus has come out and mostly every girl <laughs> I think right like Lady Gaga freaking yeah. I think Katy Perry like most of them That's are like true. I think probably yeah I mean that's a good point and I'm thinking like one if a guy comes out they get put in a box as far as okay you're a gay artist now and you, yeah, like you're under, you're not just suddenly, you're not just pop or you're not just rap anymore. You're a gay rapper or a gay pop artist. Like now you have that label. And I th- think in some instances, it seems like that does affect their sales and stuff in the end. Um, I don't know. I've never followed somebody's career. Well, let's see. Like, Ricky Martin, he came out, like, later, so that doesn't really count. I don't know if there's anybody that has come out at the peak of their career where we can say, like, this person definitely 
lost sales because they came out. I think more of actors is a thing where actors who come out get pigeonholed into just certain roles or they don't get casted as the main straight leading man. Yeah. That too. I I mean, I'm thinking a little bit of like... I think uh, Troy Sivan has mentioned some stuff about like when his last album came out and like he he said in his in his mind like that last album would have made a lot more money if he was a straight artist and like i guess i was going to compare him with like harry styles or something but harry styles was in a band in a boy band and that they were already big with that he's one of the highest selling artists right now um at least of the like the young kids or whatever and so i guess there might not be that but he hasn't come out or anything well that's what i'm saying <laughs> and troy troy is out and now he's pigeonholed as a gay artist but he was always out right um i think he came out and then started releasing music hmm. but he was a youtube kid because i was gonna say in youtube i feel like he was out he came out at some point in his youtube career but not i think that's when he started making music after or that's when i started following him so i don't really know <laughs> anyway but yeah. so <laughs> who were we talking about <laughs> Juan Gabriel. <laughs> oh because they were calling homestar um Hwanga in school. Um, yeah, one other thing about this scene. Well, first of all, I was living for Hope Star and Sophia's and Alexis's relationship because they were like the fun group and they were just like kicking and just having fun and they were like making jokes about, I don't know, just stupid stuff. You weren't um, fond of the... The rituals that the others were doing, <laughs> the the, uh, the cleansing. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want an egg rubbed on your forehead, and you know who should start selling those eggs? Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah, she sells those eggs that those vaginal eggs, right? So this can be like a know. cleansing <laughs> vaginal egg or something. I don't know. <laughs> you you suggest that to her? Go ahead. Um, anyways, yeah, I was, I loved their relationship. It was funny. And Amelia, she was like, it's funny because her, her voice is so monotone, (laughs) but she was like, I'm gonna kill this challenge. I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna do what the judges have told me to do, you know, like, I'm just gonna (laughs) do it. I'm gonna bring the energy. So I'm excited. (laughs) <laughs> and I was with, like mm, okay. with that tone how can you not believe her <laughs> yeah I don't know okay so let's talk about the runway vamos a la pasarela la categoría es la más juanga Alrighty, the first one up is Sofia Jimenez. What did you think about this look? Yeah, I mean, she looked like a superstar diva, which Juanga definitely was. I it, think she also, um, which I didn't know, Rocio Dur- Durcal is a friend of Juanga. So that's what a lot of, some. I think two of the girls did the same um, tribute to both. Similar, yeah. Her and... I think it was Hopestar. I'm thinking Hopestar too, yeah. Yes, yeah, so she did a reveal where um, at first... What was she wearing? Like this green... Was it like tall dress? It was... Um, no, it wasn't really tall, but it was just very... It had a lot of volume. It was a gown, pretty much. Yeah. But it had a lot of movement. It looked really cool. And after, and on their reveal, she's just in a bra with um, white pants and that, yeah, both looks were, were super slick. 
and it was definitely like Huanga, but through a drag filter, which is what the challenge was about. And her choreography came out without a hitch. Like the moment that she just catches that coat, that was perfect. Um, yeah, she looked. She just she looked perfect. Tens, tens. I thought she was at first. I didn't know that she was doing Rocio Durcal. That's why it kind of threw me off. But that was my fault because I just didn't know the reference. But this is such a great, not just a look, but a performance. Like the fact that she went on stage and she did the voguing thing, which I was like, you don't really need to do that. Like, yeah. why would you do that? But anyways, the reveal was great. The fact that somebody threw that she had like a little kind of showmanship or somebody threw the jacket to her. Mm-hmm. She caught it. And she just walked the runway with it and then put it on and acted like she was singing and doing, I guess, um, Juan Gabriel's dance moves, like his, you know, his iconic dance moves. And um, and I thought it was such a beautiful interpretation of Juan Gabriel because it was very, like you said, it was very drag, but it was still... It still had, like, it was still classy. It wasn't, like, super, like, you know how sometimes drag queens can be, like, too much. This was just refined, and it was so beautiful. And I love the hair. I thought it was a great decision to do this kind of, like, green. I don't even know if it was actual hair, or maybe it's her boy hair. I'm not sure. But it kind of, like, has glitter in it, and it shines in the light. It, It was just beautiful. And, um, yeah, I think she was, she really, 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 like, she was, like, the shining star of this. She was the headliner Mm -hmm. of this tour. (laughs) I didn't know it was a tour. Um, okay, so the next girl is not the headliner. (laughs) She's more like the, the opener <laughs> the opener for the opener. Yeah. Soto. <laughs> um, I liked all the movement she gave us. Um, she was, she looked like she was having fun on stage. Just uh, more energy than she's ever given us. Cause usually she's just focused on being the fashion one, the pretty one, and. I, I like that she pushed herself out of her comfort zone. However, <laughs> there was no Juanga in it. No Juanga in, like, her movements or anything. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think she knows who Juanga is. Um, the only thing that gave me Juanga was, like, the little cape thing that she had on. Um, the movement of it. I think... It just seems like something Juan Gabriel would would wear, um, and and she did carry his message of you know pride or or being being proud of yourself or being okay in your own skin. Um, so that was that was a nice touch, but it, yeah, there was just no no likeness to to him to Juan Gabriel. Yeah, not even the hair. The mm-hmm. hair is a mess. It's like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure hair. It's I don't know what that is. <laughs> but it did not seem like she researched Juan Gabriel at all. Just in now now that says in the back. That's pretty much it. And um this I agree. I agree that it, it, it just needed more to fit the challenge more. And she has never, I'm okay, I'm not going to say she's never given me fashion, but she rarely gives me fashion. I feel like her, her sense of style is a little off for me. Like, to be, like, a fashion queen, like, I won't think, I don't know, I wouldn't put her as a fashion queen. Um, She thinks of herself like that. I know, just because you like fashion doesn't mean your style is fashionable, I guess. (laughs) I don't know, she just needs to maybe... Call herself something else. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know how to help her be more fashion. I think she just, I don't know if her references are off or, 
what she considers fashion, but girl, oh no. The the other thing that I did not like is the fact that, I mean, she can't really help it, but her dancing, she doesn't know how to dance. <laughs> and I know they were trying to do the Juan Gabriel, but it's like she was kind of like stepping on cucarachas. <laughs> and it was... It was just bad. Like, I was like, what are you doing on stage? Why are you moving like that? Like, what? Yeah. It was so off. It was so off. <laughs> um, the next queen is Guajardo. What did you think about this look? Guajardito. So when she first enters, she has that green thing on, and it just looked like her bed sheets were stuck to her. <laughs> I was like, what is that? It had, like, no shape or anything to it. And it was just, yeah, like a like a bed cover. And once she took that off, it was it was much better. It had those little Juan Gabriel details, like the sequins and the, um, the fringe. I don't think he would wear that bright hot pink thing, but um, I guess maybe that's um, Guajardo's twist to it. Other than that, like, there is no... To me, there was not much of Juan Gabriel in uh, her performance. Um, she didn't move like him. Obviously, didn't look like him. Um, the, I know the judges liked her hair. And I just thought it was... It just looked like... So obvious that it was just clipped on. <laughs> yeah, I... It, it's okay. It's just not up to the challenge. And up to the standard of... We're like halfway through the competition or more than halfway. Yeah, halfway about. Then, uh, yeah, we just need more from her. I think the thing that happens with Guajardo, she kind of does what she wants to do and she doesn't really have the capability to... Well, she does have it, but she for some reason she doesn't take the time to actually think about the, the challenge and try to fit into the challenge more. Because this, this, I mean, it gives me, because it's French, it gives me Juan Gabriel because it's um, a little show-off-y. But if you would tell me this is a Juan Gabriel like challenge, I wouldn't know that unless you told me. I think the hair was the wrong choice. It looks beautiful, but it's the wrong choice for this challenge. It needed to be something like Juan Gabriel. And... That's the thing with her. Like, she has all these... I feel like she has the... Which, by the way, she was talking about how on Instagram she's the most popular one. She was like... Okay, so you have you have people that you can reach out to and you have connections, but yet you are choosing to... Almost like I'm too... I guess... I don't know. I don't want to put words in her mouth. But like I'm too good to... Like I, if I do something, it's going to be great no matter what. I don't even have to do the challenge in order for me to like win or be great. I don't know if that's... I, I feel like that's how it's coming off. Because she just keeps missing the mark. But it's like she has the connections. She has the money. Like this looks expensive. Looks good. But it's like... You have to still do the challenge. No matter... Every other girl is going to do the challenge as well. And just because you have the most followers or whatever... Doesn't mean that you're above it or that you should... That you, you get a pass for something. And I feel like maybe the producers are making it feel like... Are making I was going like to say, yeah. <laughs> because they keep putting her through. Even though she's not listening to the instructions for the challenges. Yeah, and it's just, uh, like I said, I'm I'm reading between the lines. I'm reading between the lines. But that's the that's the feeling I'm getting. And it's probably because of the things that have happened with her in this competition that's making me feel this way. Because um, maybe she really did think this was Huanga. I don't know. But that's the her um, journey in this competition is just making me feel. And that some of the things she says is also like, do you really think you're above this? Or, like, why are you here? Like, you know? I don't know. But I like it. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going, but okay. The next girl is... Her drag daughter. 
which by the way her drag daughter one of her best friends Soro and her are still in the competition yeah just saying <laughs> um Amelia is the next one what did you think of this I think she has a similar problem like Guajardo that she kind of refuses to adapt to uh, the challenges and she keeps just wanting to do her own thing. There was some hope with her like in the beginning of the runway where she had the the coffin, the cutout of the coffin with Juan Gabriel's picture on it and I'm like, oh, I like where this is going. And then the reveal and it's like uh why does she look like selena mm-hmm. like why it has nothing to do with juan gabriel other than <clears throat> they're both dead but <laughs> yeah and she didn't do any of his movements or anything when all the other girls either did the um the shoulder shimmy or yeah, like other signature moves, and she didn't even she re- refused to th- to do that, or even I don't even know if she studied him, I guess, because she didn't do any of that. She was just doing her own thing again. And what I mentioned earlier, where she she did have on her back "Lo que se ve no se pregunta," which is translates to um, what's I guess what's who is obvious? Juan Gabriel? <laughs> <laughs> what's obvious like you don't don't ask about what is obvious and i think that was one of his famous things that that he said to like a reporter or something where they were i don't don't know if they were up front like asking him if he was gay or something but that was his response to that that has always stuck with me for some reason i always remember that quote when I think about him. But yeah, as far as Amelia goes, she she yeah, she missed the mark on like the whole look. Like it doesn't it doesn't look like Juan Gabriel at all. Yeah, and that wig is just bad. <laughs> she couldn't even done the hair like him. She chose to do like a long wig. I mean Juanga must have worn that in his house, maybe, but like his hair wasn't like that. Yeah. You know, like that's not Juan Gabriel at all. <laughs> Maybe if she would have done the hair, they would have come off more like Juan Gabriel. But I, like you said, like the beginning, the coffin, I she was going somewhere with that. And then it's like, oh, but I'm going to do this because that's what I want to do. And should have just stayed behind the thing the whole time. And it's chaps. <laughs> like, girl, chaps are so, like, overdone. Like, I'm sorry, but every girl has, like, a chaps and, um, look nowadays. So, it, yeah, I don't know what to say more than it just, like, really missed the mark. Is it a good look for something else? Yes, of course. If you're going to, you know, be, like, a dead... Um, Brad star or something great this works but this challenge that's not what it called for and um i just feel like she's just not even trying like yeah i feel like this competition for her is not it's not for her period because she's not willing to 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 do what the challenge asks for and even in the challenge where she was like a monster instead of a luchador, it's like, what? For some, for some reason, it just seems like she's one of those people that is like, oh, it's my art. But it's my art. And this is my art. She's so precious about it. Yeah, yeah it's like, just do the fucking challenge. Yeah. You're not going to lose yourself if you have a real aesthetic and a real... If you're a real artist, you're going to find a way to blend the challenge with your drag and and you won't have to to give up certain qualities just that type of attitude that she takes that type of stance that she takes is not good for this type of competition because you're supposed to learn and adapt and change um, refine yourself not just keep doing the same thing 
over and over or, or keep doing whatever you want to do. Yep. I bet you, and she in her pantaletas that even Yari like had to tell her again. Her cooch was showing. Yeah, like the <laughs> like her stockings were they were showing again, and it's like, ugh, I just don't know why she's not listening, and it's just I bet you if she would have stayed this week, it, she would have done the same thing. <laughs> Next week, it would have been like, oh, but this is me. Spoiler alert. <sighs> Anyways, the next girl is Hope Star. What did you think of Hope Star? Uh, she was a, another one of the great ones. For me, her and Sofia were the top. She just represented Juan Gabriel, like in his essence. Like he just, uh, she knew how to um, bring his presence on stage even without like doing the little shimmy she did other things that like hand movements and stuff that reminded me of him and yeah the look was definitely him and we said that she did uh Rosé Durcar as well in her first look and I love the first look too it's just it's so I don't know like majestic over the top and I think she definitely knew how to highlight certain features uh, with her makeup to look more like Juan Gabriel, and it definitely paid off. Yeah, I, this was one of my top looks. Mine too. I really appreciate Hope Star because she's always trying. Like even if she sometimes misses, she's at least trying to do the challenge, you know. And this is literally Juan Gabriel in drag. I think she actually looks like him. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because she actually looks like him. And and she's in drag. So I'm like, wait, what? And she had a reveal, which made it more entertaining for us. And the way she was moving, her poor performance. You can see that she's feeling better in the competition. She's feeling more confident. Mm-hmm. And she should because she's putting effort into it. And it looked like she googled Juan Gabriel at least and you know found one of his outfits and try to replicate it but in her own way and um that's what but that's what she was supposed to do and she her body looks good like everything looks good like the hair is it might not be Juan Gabriel but it's close to it but like you know like it's short and it's slicked back and the makeup that's what I think made it the makeup yeah because the hair must have not might not be like juan gabriel but the makeup makes her look like him and so i thought this was brilliant i thought she did a great job and um (laughs) for her i got that great job (laughs) (laughs) uh and the last queen to walk the runway is alexis trezexele I didn't get her reference. Apparently, it's some meme, which I looked it up afterwards. And okay, I get it. It's cute. I'm sure the millennials will like it. Am I a millennial? I don't know. But yeah, I just thought she was she was okay. Um, that I did... should be the title of your book, though. Am I a millennial? <laughs> Am I a millennial? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I liked I liked how she injected humor into her interpretation of Juan Gabriel, which is different than what the other girls did. It was more more serious. And yeah, but I just, I don't think she embodied him at all. Um, nah, and her makeup does not look like him. She Yeah, she just doesn't look like him at all, even though she was, she had fringe, but that's about it. Um, and in her movement, like she, she looked like she was, doing some sort of ballet nothing like Juan Gabriel yeah I didn't I didn't really like this it was just okay I I like the fact that she went for like you said a different approach and even though I don't know what the meme is um I'm I mean it's it's from promo picture that him and Anai from RBD they 
they were doing some duet or something and they took a promo picture and she's like leaning against a palm tree and he's uh, on the other side of the palm tree and he's just staring like off into the distance and very <laughs> like he has like a blank stare so there's all these memes about um like that look when you this the look when you okay that, yeah something like that. and i I do like that Alexis is staying true to her drag, but still doing the challenge because she is a cosplay queen. That's what she says. She said that she mostly does cosplay in her drag. And this is like kind of like cosplay because she's playing a character. And I think that's where her mind goes. She goes to like something specific. She tries to recreate it. And I think that's why the meme one was more successful than the other look because when she takes it off yes it looks like very it has sequins and everything but i think it's harder for her to sell it just because she i think she's insecure about moving she doesn't really move great and i think it's less of a she's more comfortable when she's in a character and for some reason mm-hmm. like this this look of when she takes the the meme outfit off it's more of like, it's less of a character, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. still a character, but it's less of like, you can't really act funny or make jokes. I mean, you can, and she should have, because that that's what she does. But she just, I guess she wanted to be more, like honor him in a more realistic way or like more classy. But anyways, I think that's, that's where she should, she work, she should work on that. Like, being outside of a character like being her own drag queen and maybe that's why we've seen her like very uncomfortable on stage Mm -hmm. because she is used to putting on a costume and now she has to present her drag and um even though she's done kind of character she did ursula in the last challenge and she won didn't she so um but yeah i think she has similarities with homestar as well like i feel like both of them feel more in control when they're playing someone else Mm -hmm. so yeah i think for her she definitely needs to think about her drag as just to make her feel more comfortable think about uh like create a character instead of just playing herself in her mind um, and I think that would help her. She's just a natural actress. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, it would help her because it. I don't know if she performs a lot. I, I get the sense that she's mostly mm-hmm. like a look queen. But I could be wrong. Anyways, th- I think that would help her a lot if, like you said, like just developing her own drag character. And that is the looks. That is it for the runway. So, Sofia Jimenez is named La Mas Juanga. Amelia and Soronasti are the bottom two and have to lip sync to Caray and Esta Noche Voy a Verla by Juan Gabriel. In an unexpected twist, there is no twist. Yeah. In the end, Soronasti is named the winner of the lip sync and Amelia Waldorf is added to the drag altar so your thoughts on the lip sync on the winner on what happened what are they i'm comfortable with sofia winning they could have had two winners they like to have ties so they could have had sofia and um hope star hope star hasn't won yet right i think it's only been alexis sofia and guajardo Sophia has won like so many times, right? At least three, I think. Alexis has won twice, I think. And then, I think Alexis has won twice. Sophia has won twice, and Guajardo has won once. Guajardo won the first episode, remember? Then, the luchadores. That was. That I think was that Sophia, was a... because she had the fiery bird thing. Oh yeah pretty sure she won that one and then alexis won the these the piñata one and and then sofia won this one 
So what's the other challenge that I'm missing? The religion one. And then the religion one. Who won the religion one? The Red Rabbit Duel. Remember? Because they did the the Black um, Christ. Oh, so I like this is only one once. I thought she won twice. Oh, okay. So anyways. um, So you said Sophia should have won. Or you would have been happy with Ty. Mm-hmm. Sophia and Hopestar. What about the bottom? I'm okay with that. Uh, I could have thrown Wajardo in there as well. I just think they all had the same problem, which is listening to what the challenge is. They didn't bring that out in their performances. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Amelia just, just hasn't... She hasn't really done much for me in this competition, so I wasn't really... I would have been okay with her if she kept pushing the envelope as she said she likes to do and at least she could have had a role and a focus like always trying to surprise us like when she did the the big thing that was disgusting so just discuss us the whole time I don't know you could have done something with the dead theme with Juan Gabriel or something yeah that was just let down that that didn't lead to anything um and then the lip sync uh i mean soro she did the same dances but versus amelia which didn't do anything she was just walking back and forth and she was like i guess um it worked for guajardo let me see if it works for me yeah she went up front just like guajardo to the ju- up to the judges and like did her little dance crawl on the floor begging them <laughs> yeah i i don't know how to feel about that because i know that that's kind of like you are showing that you have nerve to do it but i don't know i don't know if it's like fair or not I... yeah it's still it feels a little disrespectful to the other lip syncer just because it's like you're trying to take the focus away in a cheap way instead of actually like doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I that's how it feels. Like if you were actually doing something and threw yourself on stage or something, I think I wouldn't have minded that. But yeah, um and by the way, Paris Bang Bang, they're doing her wrong with the lighting. <laughs> She is a drag queen, and they are lighting her from above or from the back because she looks horrible. <laughs> Only you would notice that. <laughs> the lighting is horrible. She, I, I would bring my own lighting if I was her. Like, bring my own ring light. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just carry it around. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways... I mean, that's it. I mean, the lip sync was pretty boring, to be honest. Both of them should have gone home. And I don't know. I, I thought it was cool, the fact that they showed some of the backstage stuff. Like, I remember Mamele was talking about... Oh, yeah. Some lady that she was really connecting Her to. Her name was Yami. Yami. Yeah. That was and... cute. And she was, like, hugging her. And, and she was like, I support you so much. And mm-hmm. that was... Yeah, because we've never seen... I guess she's a producer or something. I think um, so. So she probably is the one who's like hands-on and takes care of the girls. And we see, we kind of see the, how close the judges are to them. Like they're not that like far. That, oh, I see. Which, like physically? Yeah, they're physically not that far. Yeah. And, and because whenever they call to the drag altar... And it doesn't seem, it seems like it's like right next to. Yeah. Everything's so small. Like it's really, it's literally really small. I didn't know it was that small, but it's, it's pretty small because they can see, they can see the judges pretty, pretty close. And, um, I guess that's why they, they notice all the, <laughs> the little details. One thing I did want to mention or just talk about is like 
Don't you think the cast is a little lacking in personality? I feel like the first season we had more girls with like a little bit more to say. And like Barbara, we had Debra Men, we had Margarita, we had even Deborah La Grande. Well, we saw that in the um, makeup room this episode where no one wanted to talk. Maybe they just don't get along. Maybe they just, they just don't like each other. Um, yeah, but that, I mean, I feel like they, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like maybe the casting is more Instagram queens, so they don't really have like a, that showmanship kind of thing. <laughs> Not sure. But hopefully they cast better next season. I mean, even Guajardo, who's supposed to be, the villain and supposed to be the one that schemes things. At least that's how she likes to paint herself. She didn't even want to talk this episode. I know. I'm kind of over her. I'm kind of over like this this attitude thing. I don't know. I, I feel like if you're going to be there just throwing shade. Like I feel like that's her, all her conversations are just like picking at somebody. Not I mean she's not rude rude or anything. But it's just kind of like this. Like, like Sofia said, it's a character. It's, she's playing, like, this thing, and it's just I'm kind of over it. And she probably didn't want to be in character, so that's why she was quiet, because she didn't want to be, you know, she had no uh, no more energy, I guess, to be to play that character. So, I don't know. I'm just over I'm just kind of over her. And um, to me, the top three that I want uh, at the finale is... Literally, they separated themselves this week. It was... Alexis, Hobe, and Sophia. That's my top three. Agreed. Agreed. But they still have a few more to eliminate. Two more. And I think it should be Guajardo and Soro going home next. Should be. You say that now. But Guajardo, for some reason they like her, so they keep pushing her to the next episode i don't know i don't have any confidence (laughs) they rigged the other episode so i do think it's part of it has to do with her instagram followers i think that she has the most followers so they're keeping her around because they want the viewers and i think that's pretty much why because they do the same thing on drag race they cast girls with a big audience and they keep those around more and then the girls that are less known i mean not all the time but they i usually go pretty much like they go farther than they should have let's just say that you know so that is it for today's episode um any final thoughts eliminate guardo (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm being mean to her but Honestly, like, I just She don't... should have been eliminated. Yeah, I don't see what the judges see. And, and I had, like, the first episode, we had so much... She talked so much game, and she had a really good runway, and then she just hasn't lived up to it at all. And it's just like, why are you still here? And you, you, would, you would think you would be like, oh, because of her lip syncs. No, not even her lip syncs are great. Yeah. It's like, then why keep her around? It's so frustrating. But, um, hashtag we love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, okay, so that's it. Um, so where can they find you on social media? You can follow me at Hello Braulio, H E O B R A U L I O, and follow the podcast at Guinness La Mas. Um, we will post the looks for the week on there. Comment, like, follow. And we have our Gmail account. You can send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Again, any comments, anything you'd like to opine about? <laughs> is that a new word? What is that? <laughs> Opinion? Opinion, yeah. Yeah, and where can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at yes, it's yee That's Y-E-S-I-T-S-Y-I-Y-I. And this is it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done talking about this episode. 
Um, I hope next episode they have something new. So we're going to have to wait and see. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Whoops. <laughs> it's like when it rings in class.